Welcome to the SC Yoga Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Deal, a certified yoga teacher and integrative health and wellness coach. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with helpful tools and information that will help you better understand the connection between yoga, mindfulness, and movement in bite-sized episodes so that you can break through the barriers in your life. Let's get started because yoga, it's the real deal. Happy Wednesday, everyone. This is an interesting episode today. It might be a little woo-woo for some of you, but if you're into yoga or more holistic forms of managing your health, then you might have heard of a term called Ayurveda. And if you don't know a lot about it, you might be curious to know what it's all about. And if you've never heard of this, if you're not into yoga or holistic forms of managing your health, still listen to this episode because... This uh, little episode here, I call it Ayurveda for beginners. It is such a big topic. So today's episode, I'll be providing just an overview of what Ayurveda is all about. And maybe we'll dig in deeper to certain areas in future episodes. Let's start off by talking about what does Ayurveda mean? It means the science of life. And it's considered by many scholars to be the oldest healing science in the world. It originated in India more than 5,000 years ago, and it's often referred to as the mother of all healing. And it's also considered to be the sister science to yoga. At least that's what I learned in the trainings that I went through um, during my advanced training. And interestingly, many natural healing systems have their roots in Ayurveda. So if you've heard of natural healing systems, things like homeopathy and polarity therapy, Those both have their roots in Ayurveda. Pretty cool. So let's talk about the strategy of Ayurveda. What is is its purpose? What is it trying to help you do? The first thing to understand is that Ayurveda emphasizes prevention and it encourages maintaining our health. And to do this, you must understand your constitution and make the appropriate lifestyle changes to bring about and maintain balance. So Ayurveda teaches that each person has a unique pattern of energy, and that energy is a combination of physical, mental, and emotional characteristics. And that unique pattern of energy is what encompasses our unique constitution. Interestingly, your constitution is determined by a number of factors when you're conceived in the womb, and it remains the same throughout your life. I thought that that was earth-shattering when I heard that. So we are It's predetermined the moment we are conceived and it remains the same throughout life. And there are many things, both internal and external, that can disturb this balance and affect your constitution, like, for example, your emotional state, your diet and food choices, physical stress. You get the idea. But with Ayurveda, you could work to understand what is affecting you, and then you can work towards bringing balance back into your life. So to do that, we have to balance the three principal energies of the body. What does that mean? Well, Ayurveda teaches that everybody and everything has three basic types of energy within them, but it's how these three energies are expressed within you that defines your constitution. The three energies are called vata, pitta, 
and kappa. Now, some people will say kapha, so I was taught to say kappa. And in Ayurveda, it is thought that disease is caused by when there is either an excess or a deficiency in one or more of those three energies, or it's caused by the presence of toxins. We're going to focus on the energies here today. Also, Ayurvedic philosophy teaches that these three energies consist of a combination of the five great elements, which are space, air, fire, water, and earth. The first energy I want to talk about is vata. That is the energy associated with movement, and it's composed of the elements of space and air. It's responsible for breathing, blinking, muscle and tissue movement, our heartbeat, things like that. When it's in balance, we tend to be more creative and flexible, but when it's out of balance, we tend to experience things like fear and anxiety. Pitta is the energy that is associated with our body's metabolic system, and it is made up of the elements of fire and water. It is responsible for digestion, absorption, nutrition, metabolism, things like that. And when it's in balance, we tend to be more understanding and intelligent. But when it is out of balance, we might experience things like anger, hatred, and jealousy. Kappa, the energy associated with our body structure, it's made up of the elements earth and water. It's responsible for supplying water to our body, lubricating our joints, maintaining our immunity, and when it's in balance, we experience love, calm, forgiveness. When it's out of balance, you might experience attachment in a negative way, greed and envy. That's a high-level overview of those three energies, but when you do the work to understand them better and what they're responsible for, what might indicate when there is an imbalance in one of those three, then you can use your lifestyle and diet choices to help you bring things back into balance or maintain it if you feel like you're already there. And remember, you can be in or out of balance in one or more of those three energies at a time. So it's not just one at a time. Sometimes multiple things are working together. Ayurveda is meant to be a complementary system of healing. So it's important to understand the difference between Ayurveda and the Western medicine that many of us are used to. Western medicine tends to focus on symptoms and disease, and it primarily is using drugs and surgery to address those kinds of issues. Ayurveda, on the other hand, doesn't focus on disease, but instead it is meant to be used in conjunction with Western medicine and other forms of healing to make you stronger and bring your body and your mind and your spirit back into balance. If you decide to enlist help from an Ayurvedic practitioner to help you with evaluating and assessing your health, then let me tell you, you are in for quite a different experience from what you might be used to with your visits to the Western doctors that you might see. Ayurvedic practitioners are going to ask you a lot of questions, very detailed questions, They will conduct a physical exam. So some of those things are things you might be used to. But what I found was different when I saw an Ayurvedic practitioner was that she really paid attention to my pulse. She took a look at my tongue and my eyes, and those helped her in understanding what I might have going on with me. And I felt like the types of questions she asked were pretty different from what I was used to. 
much more detail than I expected. And it almost felt like I was in a therapy session because she was wanting to know all about my life and my emotional state because all of that, in addition to the physical things that she saw, went into helping her with giving me a diagnosis. So if you see an Ayurvedic practitioner, then once a diagnosis has been made, then you'll receive recommendations for things that will either eliminate or manage the causes of whatever imbalances you have going on. You could receive guidance on herbs or supplements that might help you. You may also receive dietary or lifestyle recommendations. In some cases, depending on how severe your diagnosis is and, and your symptoms are, you might be recommended to participate in something called pancha karma. And that's a cleansing program that helps your body rid itself of toxins. Personally, I have not participated in pancha karma, but I really have this intuition that I need to, and I would love to try that someday. But finding a practitioner in my area that I could work with to do that has been challenging. Well, there you have it. As you can tell, Ayurveda, it works to address all aspects of life. It recognizes that we are all unique. There is no cookie cutter answer for what you might be going through. So you really do a lot of work when you're dealing with Ayurveda to understand your unique constitution, your strengths, your weaknesses, so that you can get the insight you need to help bring you into that state of balance. I hope that this bite-sized episode provided you with some interesting and new information. I would love your feedback on which of these topics about Ayurveda you would love for me to dig deeper into. There's so much, as you can tell, so much I didn't cover. Um, we can even get into how yoga comes into play with Ayurveda as well. As I said, Ayurveda is the sister science to yoga. Anyway, thank you for listening. I really appreciate your feedback that you've given me so far. It really motivates me to keep going. I hope that you have a sparkling day. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure you listen, rate, review, and subscribe to the SC Yoga Girl podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. See you next time. Mm-hmm.